On today's Question of Faith, what happened at Cleveland 216? Hey everybody, this is Question of Faith. I am Mike Hayes. I am the Director of Young Adult Ministry in the Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damien Ferrance of Vicar for Evangelization. And I am Francine Costantini, the Director of Youth Ministry. And I am Carrie Regan, the Youth Ministry Specialist. Were you Carrie Regan the last time you were here? I can't I've remember. Never been on the Ah! Oh, welcome to, welcome the, to the podcast, podcast. <laughs> Carrie Regan. Well, you have to introduce yourself. You have to tell us a little yeah. bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm Carrie Regan. I'm the youth ministry specialist. Uh, previous to being at the diocese, I've been here since late July. Um, but previous to that, I was a youth minister at St. Francis of Assisi. And you're right. When I started at the diocese, I was Carrie Shell, but now I'm Carrie Regan. I got married on. October 1st. Congrats. So. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Little Flower Day, right? Yes. Yeah. And I, I've known Carrie Regan. Well, I knew her when she was Carrie Shell because uh, she made Tole Lege back when she was heading into yeah. her senior year of high school. So back in the day. We go back a, a long ways. Yeah. She's great. So uh, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Yes. And so what is Cleveland 21-6 since uh, you guys were all a big part of that, right? Yes. So CLE 21-6 is our diocesan youth conference. So we just had it on January 7th, and that was our second one. And um, we've already got the date scheduled for next year, and we're, we're excited. Yeah. Crossing off my question of, you're doing this next year. Yeah. <laughs> and, and did, now, Francine, how long have you been in this position as director of youth ministry in the Diocese of Cleveland? I started in September 2020, so a little over two years. Yes. Okay. And last year, so in 2022, was the first CLE 216. Had you planned to have one and then the pandemic happened? Or was last year's first, was that your first one planned? It's... Um, it's kind of a funny story. When I was still in youth ministry, um, when the pandemic hit, uh, a bunch of us youth ministers, we, we would get on Zoom um, weekly, I think, in the beginning, just for community and support and to, to share ideas. And, um, and, and we wanted, you know, back in, in March when we thought this was, the pandemic was going to be over in like June right. or April, we, we wanted to get together with, um, with our teens and do some kind of an event for all the teens of all our parishes and gather everyone and, and join in, in community. And so the idea was born then, um, long before I even considered this job. So oh, cool. um, that's, that's when we, when we first thought about it and, and just wanted Wanted to get our teens together and, and be able to give them um, opportunities to encounter Christ in, in, and to encounter the larger community of the Cleveland Catholic Church. And how did you pick John Carroll University to be the host? It's because they've hosted the last two years. Because they were had the size and the facilities mm. and, um, and the great price tag. They, oh. <laughs> they, are, they let us use the whole facilities for free. Wow. Which wow. is phenomenal. Yes. Well, it also allows young people who are getting ready for college to spend time on their campus, so it's a win-win, huh? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they're empty. That's that's why we're able to use it, and that's why right. we do it that weekend is because they they don't have anyone on campus yeah, that weekend. They're still on break, yeah. They're mm-hmm. still on break, and so they have the space and said, come come fill it with high school teens. Excellent. So what was sort of the outline of the day? What happened? You know, what did you plan and what happened? Yeah. Uh, so the morning or the day starts off at about 10 o'clock 
well, it starts off at 10 o'clock, uh, but doors open around 9.30, so sure. there's just some fun music and whatever. But we kick off at 10 o'clock with some praise and worship, um, some getting our bearings of the day. We have uh, two awesome MCs this year. We had um, Sister Josefina, who's one mm. of the Mercedarians, and Sean Neville, one of our seminarians, um, who just walked us through the day. Um, we played the smoothie game this year, which was kind of gross. Well, what's, what's the smoothie <laughs> yeah, tell, game? Tell people who don't know. Yeah. Well, the smoothie game, uh, it's a bunch of different smoothies. Some of them are really, really good. Um, like there's one called the peanut butter cup. Like that sounds mm, like something that would be tasty. Butter. Yeah. Uh, and then there's one that's called closed on Sunday, which essentially is a blended Chick-fil-A meal. Uh. Um, <laughs> For some reason, that wasn't the grossest one, I think, but... Um, you just put it in a blender? Yeah, they just it's put it in a blender a, okay. and blended it up. It was... Did, did anyone thick. like it, is my question. The the but, Chick-fil-A yeah, one? Yeah, Um, They didn't seem thrilled about it, but they they weren't gagging they, on it like say, a couple of the other either, ones. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have yeah. to drink the whole thing, or do you have to just take a no, taste, or what's the idea? Taste it, and then... Rank? Um, rank, rank them? Or you write down what four ingredients you think's in it. Oh. So, so oh. Sean's team was winning for a while, and then Sister had one point, and Sister said, let's go for uh, all or nothing on the last one, and Sister's team ended up winning. So oh. um, so we just start off with something fun. It was something different last year. It'll be something different next year. Uh, and then uh, we hear from our keynote speaker, and this year we had David Calavita, um, come and share with us, and he's out of California, came in um, and shared with us on our theme of Alpha and Omega. So the morning session was Alpha, um, talking about God as our beginning, um, God as the start, the incarnation. Uh, and then after that, we headed into lunch and breakouts. The teens could choose two out of six breakouts to go to. And then came together, had a little group activity for them to do. We had mass, which you presided at, I Father. I did, yeah. Oh. And Father Eric Garris was the preacher. It was, it, was, it was great. And not only did we have mass, but we processed in yeah. beforehand with relics that visited oh, our, our great diocese. Yeah. Yeah, we, um, we were blessed to have the relics of Blessed Carlo Acutis and um, St. Manuel Gonzalez Garcia with us in our diocese. So they're actually on tour across America for um, the three years of the Eucharistic Revival on loan to the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. And Francine was in charge of bringing these relics to town and making sure that they were secure the whole time they were in our diocese and then handing them on to the next diocese. So it's great that nothing happened to these <laughs> relics, that they, they were not stolen or damaged or or vandalized or whatever. So it was it was great. It was great. Transferring and, relics is sort of like a, a disconcerting kind of thing. I had to do it for St. Brendan's is getting a new altar, and they're going to put new relics in the altar. And so Emily downstairs gave, gave us the relics of the altar, and I had to bring up to St. Brendan's. I'm white-knuckling it all the way up mm -hmm. in the car. I'm like, okay, i got to get there, got to get there. Get these things out of my possession, please. Well, <laughs> Even on the back of these, they look like the, the reliquaries look like mini monstrances. Mm -hmm. And then there's string that's wrapped around and a wax seal that is sealed, yeah. right? And so 
I was thinking, because I was carrying one in, man, if I hit it against the wall, it would crack the seal, and then it would not be a valid relic anymore or something like this. So, yeah, being super cautious with these relics. But that we, we processed. The relics were, were brought in before we started Mass, right? And then we celebrated Mass, and then after Mass, there was a blessing with the with the relics. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's nice. And it was uh, Carlos, Carlos heart tissue, I think, and... Mm-hmm. St. Emmanuel's femur bone or part of his femur. I mean, don't imagine his whole femur bone, like a little, a little graph, a little graph, a little piece yeah, of it. A little chip. Yeah. And then after, um, at the end of the evening, right before adoration, we actually processed the relics from John Carroll University across the street over to Jesu Church where we had adoration and mm-hmm. the relics were in the sanctuary during, during adoration. And confession. Because where would you have confession. 20 priests over there? Um, probably, something like that. Maybe 15? I don't know. How yeah, many. somewhere between 15 and 20 priests. Okay. And you yeah. guys put me behind the statue of Our Lady again, which I like very much. So you can do that again <laughs> next year if you wish. We'll keep the notes. Yeah, Your thank spot. You. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. <laughs> the music was really good. I, I was hearing confessions, but the music was awesome, I thought. Yeah, the music was great. We had two different bands. So we had a house band during the day that played in Kulas Auditorium at John Carroll. Um, and then we had a different band that came and set up for uh, adoration and confessions in the evening. Nice. So tell me a little bit about, like, what was a highlight for each one of you for, is the organizers of this? I, I think just watching the, the, the teens just enjoying each other and, and the laughter and the silliness that it is typical of teenagers when they gather together. Um, watching that and then also watching their faces during adoration and experiencing that opportunity, um, that encounter with Jesus in in the Blessed Sacrament was a beautiful thing. Mm. Yeah, I would say I agree. Uh, watching the kids during adoration was an awesome experience. There were, there were some kids. Um, I was helping to dismiss pews so that they could go up to the communion rail and Jesus would be brought right in front of them. Um, And there were some kids that were like not quite sure exactly what was going on, exactly what was happening. But I was like, go uh, kneel next to that kid in the red sweatshirt who I might have known either from being at St. Francis or St. Basil or I rode the bus to the Life Team Leadership Conference with them. And I'm like, "They, they know what's going on, so go kneel next to them. Um, and they would just uh, be able to experience Jesus in a whole new way. And there were some people that were like, oh, I, I don't really need to go. Like some of the chaperones, mm-hmm. I don't really need to go. Like, it's okay, let the teens do it. And I'm like, no, go up there. Um, and they said it was the most amazing uh, experience that they had. But there was one um, in particular we asked uh, for some glory stories on our Mm. Instagram story last week, right after the conference. Uh, And there was one who, um, and we got okay to share um, this anonymously. Um, But he had said that he had been really, uh, they said that they were struggling to see Christ uh, in the Eucharist. And we had one of our breakouts was on Eucharistic miracles that Francine and sister Jane ran. And they said that that helped a little bit. It softened their heart, but it was still difficult for them to really be able to super recognize it. Uh, But while at Jesu for the exalt, they said Deacon Dom lifted up the monstrance with the Eucharist in it and walked among us. He put the monstrance right in front of me. And I felt this peace and love that I can't explain. I felt this butterfly, butterfly like feeling in my heart that I just know was Christ. 
Needless to say, Christ is blessed in, present in the Blessed Sacrament today, tomorrow, and forever to come. Mm. And I think that was one of my favorite stories. And just having like a teen be able to articulate that, too, it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah that's great. Really cool. Father, what about you? You were there. Um, well, during the time of adoration at Jesu, I was actually in the Eucharistic, the daily Mass chapel. There are probably five or six priests in there hearing confessions. Uh-huh. So... Uh, that was enjoyable for me. But I would say the highlight of the day was celebrating Mass earlier that evening. I was able to preside, as I said, Father Garris was uh, the preacher. And it's it's not often that a priest gets to celebrate Mass with mostly all teens. And I, I, um, I just remember how important when I was a teenager at Holy Name or even as a young adult, World Youth Days with John Paul II when he calls my dear young friends. Mm. I was like, yeah, he kind of gets me. So I, I, I can't not think of that when I'm with um, young people, especially at this day. And seeing kids from all around the diocese and their chaperones and, um, and youth ministers – it's just wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And you're repping the day. You got you got your CLE 216 yeah. coffee mug. And, so this uh, coffee mug was last year's gift. Uh, and then I got a quarter nice zip. Nice quarter zip, I, yeah. I actually, subliminally, I must have, or subconsciously, I must have put this on today, knowing that we were going to be doing this. But uh, I've got a quarter zip envy, for sure. That's oh, really nice. Thank you. Yeah. It's a yeah. nice, you can't see it, but trust me, it's really, it's really nice. Yeah. Cool. I, I would love to explain – I didn't do this earlier. I'd love to explain the name. Yeah, I was just so, going to ask you that, yeah. Yeah, so obviously CLE comes from Cleveland, and um, 216 is a play on our the area code, area code. the phone area code in the, in the city of Cleveland. Um, and when the, when the Cavs won the championship in 2016, that was a real thing everywhere. Like right. we won in, you know – yeah. Two one six, six yeah. it really sealed the deal. Right. Yeah. Two one six being recognizable to Cleveland. Sure. And so with with this conference, we uh, we have chosen a Bible passage for our theme each year. And last year it was Matthew twenty one verse six, chapter twenty one verse six. Um, the disciples went and Je- did as Jesus ordered them. And so it was all about discipleship last hmm. year. This year, with the Eucharistic Revival, we wanted to do a Eucharistic theme, and so we did Revelation chapter 21, verse 6, hmm. which is, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the ah. beginning and the end. And so that's how um, we came to the name. So every year, the theme will be based on... A21-6. A21-6. Mm. So either <laughs> chapter 21, verse 6, or chapter 2, verse 16. Ah, so we'll see. Go. Is there a uh, Eucharistic theme in the scriptures of a 216 that you know of since we're in the revival? Well, we went with Alpha and Omega this year, oh, Revelation. For but, next, I'm thinking. But for next year, we haven't looked yet to... Uh, there. We have a list of the oh, ones that we yeah. like uh, and the ones that we don't love or don't really fit for a youth conference For every theme. book of the Bible? There's got to be some funny ones in there. There, there yeah, are right? some funny ones. Um but yeah, we haven't checked to see uh, mm. which one for next year. But there's there's definitely a a list. Yeah. When do you unveil the uh, the new theme? That's a good like question. When, summer? When or? you feel like it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I think I think that it might have hit around May last year. Yeah, um, yeah I think that's was right. Was probably around when we when we released the new theme. Um, 
And with the new theme is, you know, coming up with the new marketing for the year, you know, what are the colors and like how we making everything fit together and work this year. So, um, yeah, Carrie, tell people how they can follow CLE 216 or Youth Ministry CLE because you run the account, right? Yes. I don't think, I mean, I'm not spilling any secrets. And you've got mad skills <laughs> at this too. Like you, you have a little bit of background in it. Talk, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, the Office of Youth Ministry has an Instagram, Facebook, and a Twitter. Um, and we are at CLE Youth Min. So C-L-E-Y-O-U-T-H-M-I-N. And you can just follow us. And we'll be continuing to uh, share things from the conference. Uh, We were able to record the breakouts, so we'll have some little snippets and videos, especially on Instagram and Facebook, um, that we can share, put up some reels um, with post-conference. Yeah, snippets of talks, snippets of homilies um and all that kind of stuff yeah it's a it's a fun account to follow i remember the first time you were the first one that i saw made it look like texting back and forth i think it was when you had bishop woost on or you asked him mm. some questions yes. just really cool graphics and um and Thanks. content well leave it to a mill- you're a young millennial right you're not yeah. a zoomer you're a young millennial yeah young millennial, so. exactly and so uh, preps for next year already, uh, different ideas coming down the pike? Yeah, we're, we are meeting with our with the team that helped plan it. We've got a team of youth ministers who um, just share their time so generously to make this conference happen because the two of us could not do it alone. Um, and we have so many volunteers in addition to that. And so um, we're meeting with them to, to go over um, all the, the joys and the, the things that need to be tweaked for <laughs> next year, and, and we'll start looking at um, the future. Is it true that you plan to bring some exotic animal from the Cleveland Zoo to CLE 216 next year? You know, I can't remember exactly where Noah's Ark fits into the 216, 216, but but that could be a possibility. Hmm. Possibility. It's it's a rumor. Someone started it. Someone started it. So, anyway, well, one of my good friends is just say, you know, I could have a lock on the second coming, but if someone had did something across the street with animals, they'd have more people at it. <laughs> it's probably not wrong. Just so people know, I was not at the conference. It was not because I'm blowing it off. It was I was on retreat for formation, and I have, I'm required to go. And so I keep saying I'm going to get to this conference, but I can't until I get ordained. So it just it, that's the same weekend every year for us too for our, our deacon formation retreat. So I did pray for you though. Well, Much appreciated. You. Yeah. And did and did get a nice workout helping you pack stuff up, which was great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> so thankful for that. <laughs> yeah, we had our whole team kind of packing uh, packing swag bags and things like that up one day, which was a lot of fun for, for us to do, even though it was a lot of hard work as well. So, yeah, so we, thanks for all of the work that you do uh, with Cleveland, not just with Cleveland 216, but with all the work you do with the youth ministry throughout the diocese. And I know the youth ministers of the diocese also really appreciate the work that you do. I hear about it all the time in my in my work and my travels. So okay. thanks to both of you, Francine Thank you. and Carrie. Thank you. And then uh, 
a lot of times we head off to a church, which we'll do today, and St. Ladislas is the church today. Uh, a youth minister there, Beth Kowalik, who's fairly new, mm-hmm. um, does some young adult ministry also uh, with me. Uh, Father Don Snyder is the pastor. Deacon Dennis Conrad is there part-time. He's also at St. Chris's part-time, that's how I know him. Um, Nice parish in Westlake, Ohio. Um, Jim Pippick does some good music stuff there. Mm-hmm. I know that. And um, they did a little consult with me not too long ago with um, with both Beth and Bob Hurdle. Um, had a bunch of young adults come out, and we went out to dinner and just talked about what they could do out there. Mm-hmm. Well, because they don't have a school, it's oftentimes one of the forgotten parishes because you've got big old St. Raphael's out there yeah, and St. Bernadette's and St. Christopher's. St. Brendan's. Is it off yeah. Crocker or Bassett? It's off one of those roads there. Anyway, um, yeah, so, and I think Father Snyder is retiring within this year, so they'll be having a new pastor administrator sometime soon. I I don't know if I've ever been into the church. My brother um, lives right over there in that neighborhood, and we would ride our bikes with my niece and nephew around the the parish, but I don't think I've ever been inside. Oh, there you go. Hmm. I'll have to visit. We'll have to go take a visit. And then our gospel this week is from Matthew's gospel, and it's, as he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Well, I must admit that I am way late to the game, as I often am, but I just started watching The Chosen. Ah, you know what? I've watched two episodes, and now I'm starting to watch it again as well, so I'm with you. It's hard to read this gospel without now having that in mind. And the fact that when Jesus says, come follow me, he knows exactly who it is that he's choosing and where they've been and what they've done, and he calls them anyway, recognizing that these gifts are going to benefit the kingdom, and they're going to bring that person to salvation if they if they say, yes, I'll follow you. So um, I know everybody, it's on season three and blah, 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 it came out in 2019. But uh, one day I'll start watching Breaking Bad too. I haven't got to that one yet, but uh, I have started watching The Chosen and I love it. And that, that's what I think of. How about you, ladies? What do you what do you think about this? I think uh, this just reminds me a lot of our CLE 21-6 theme from last year of uh, Disciple. Um, this wasn't the verse that it was taken from, but it was definitely a verse that was mentioned throughout the day. Mm. Uh, and it's just that call to discipleship, the call to following, the call to dropping nets. Um, and what does it mean to drop nets? What are your nets? Uh, and, and how do we respond wholeheartedly? Mm. And then that, that honor and that privilege to be partake to partake in God's salvific activity to be fishers of men um, is beautiful. Yeah, I'm always a standout. I, I like the uh, just the two words at once. Mm-hmm. At once they left their nets and followed him. I was like, well, would, would I do anything at once the way that they did it? Um, and so I try to think all the time: is whenever I'm invited into into something, do I go at once, or do, is there something that holding that's holding me back? And if it is, what is it? And how could I pray about that? So that's uh, the gospel for this week from Matthew's Gospel, Chapter 4. And, uh, yeah, Carrie Regan. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) See, I got it right. Yeah. (laughs) And Francine Costantini, thanks for joining us once again here on Question of Faith. Thank you. Father D, happy anniversary. 
one year of Question of Faith today. Oh, actually, wow. Happy anniversary. Sweet. Yeah, and we're getting more and more listeners. It's a steady... It's a, it's a we steady increase. We had a big spike this last week, so that's yeah. good. We've got about 100 more people listening to this now, so it's great. And we had a little ad in Northeast Ohio Catholic. I wonder if that was uh, the reason. I don't know. But thanks for listening, everyone, and tell your friends. Yeah. It's a nice little podcast, you know, 20 minutes, something like that. So. Rate and review an Apple podcast. That helps other people get to know who we are and what we do. It'll be great. And we'll be back again next week with another Question of Faith. <laughs>